Welcome to a new episode of Data and the Hunch. Today's episode is about applying innovation, your permanent business beauty contest. It's a very special occasion because today uh, I will be joined by Jaap Bloom uh, to discuss this topic about applied innovation and applying innovation. My name is Frank Wammers. I'm Chief Technology Officer for Capgemini Europe. And you can follow me on my Twitter handle, F-W-A-M-M-E-S. And Jaap, can you introduce yourself? Hi, Frank. Of course I can. Uh, my name is Jaap Bloom. I'm a principal analyst at Fint uh, Society. And my Twitter handle is BLO2M. Well, let's start. Innovation, you know, it keeps stopping the charts. Now, I don't know if the holiday season makes a difference, but 13 pages long, the Harvard Business Review tries to explain when it's time for companies to reinvent themselves. The article in the December 2015 issue, Knowing When to Reinvent, features examples from Nestle, Adobe, Xerox, Netflix, and Aetna. As a CTO and industry consulting veteran, Frank, what is your take on innovation these days? Well, I think innovation is all about continuous renewal. It's a, it's a most practical thing, you know. It's no longer a theoretical thing. It's about finding, creating, and utilizing better ways to expand your business model. It's about growing uh, operational excellence. And I think it's really about how do you create and optimize your customer intimacy in complete new ways that we didn't foresee. So innovation in terms of continuous renewal indeed is a continuous beauty contest to amaze the outside world and to build credibility. Um, it's perhaps to reflect self-consciousness, unself-consciousness. Everything comes down to putting the four T's to work. The T's of transforming, transport, and trade of goods, information, and everything in between, the top and underneath. And the final four, it's the technology of all kinds. So transforming, transport, trade, and technology. So, Jaap, do you know what, what, what's your opinion? That's nicely put. Well, I agree. Uh, uh, once upon a time, you were a grocery. You were a government, a bicycle repair shop, a newspaper, a teacher, an engineer, an accountant, a physician, a bank, an insurance company, an army, a music label, a car maker, or, well, whatever. It was quite clear what your professional role meant in relation to others, to other roles, to other people, and to other organizations. Staying on the job as a dedicated practitioner and consciously moving with the times in terms of skills, machines, and techniques would have you a, a lifelong occupied, and your experience, products, and services would remain most valuable. Now, those days are gone, I can assure you. Now, I can completely agree. You know, today, you know, all knowledge, frameworks, and worksheets, worksheets you know, they're out on the Internet as are any conceivable, necessary, and desirable free and easy-to-use supporting applications. You, know, you, you can get everything. And I think business structures are readily, readily available as web service packages, while sensor and app-laden smart devices, as well as cloud services, assist people 24-7. You know? So you, you can take what you need in order to really make it happen. So they are taking over functions like talking and monitoring and understanding, or anticipating and blending human and artificial intelligence. I think, I think we are at the, at the beginning of what technology really could mean on our everyday life. So, and, and every part of life, you know, every industry, the business ecosystem, it's humming with ever newer, faster and smarter digital dynamics. The building blocks and business templates are being designed and developed for you by startups and so-called unicorns. And we are dealing with a lot, and they're popping up everywhere in, in all different kinds of areas. So 
Uh, traditional businesses just need to follow suit, like, for instance, General Electric, the company that has declared itself to perhaps be the biggest startup ever by adopting FastWorks, you know, a set of techniques based upon and guided by lean startup guru, lean startup guru uh, Eric Ries himself. Definitely. Yeah, that's that's the way it goes today. Go kick in and disrupt. That's the message. Dare to dream and do it. It's the bottom line of today's entrepreneurial attitude. It's playful. It's open. It's direct, collective, and continuous, of course. Innovation has become childishly practical, at least the ways we these days talk about it, judging by the success of impactful disruptors. Lessons can be taken from, for instance, the billion-dollar startup club of the Wall Street Journal and Dow Jones Venture Source. You know, Uber, Xiaomi, Airbnb, Palantir, Snapchat, etc. Now, besides such open book wisdom, there are books that can and even must be judged by their cover, especially when the message on it changed in the process towards publication. A famous example, in my opinion, is one of the bestsellers in Eric Ries's O'Reilly Lean series that saw the light in December 2014. Its main title simply reads Lean Enterprise. Yeah, and I think, well, I, I read the, uh, I haven't read that book yet, uh, so I will definitely look into that. But, you know, for me, when I read Eric Ries, uh, The Lean Startup, you know, for me, my life completely changed about how how would I have done di- things differently, knowing what I know now. And the fun part is, you know, he explains how startups, of course, use technology to to do things uh, with the capabilities that technology currently provide. But I think the principles could have been applied already for a long time. So the central to the point we want to make, I think, is the message in the two subtitles, which is sort of the minimum viable uh, uh, Q&A, you know, you, you pointed out to me in the Lean Enterprise. Today, even wannabe high-performance organizations innovate by adopting continuous delivery DevOps and Lean Startup at scale, period. My take, groundbreaking thoughts should come in two book offers with subtitles that illuminate each other. And indeed, you just read the new definition of business innovation itself. Uh, Eric Ries, he published a book on startup uh, uh, lean in 2011 at the age of 33. And if you're not convinced of the value, well, he, he helped General Electric become the biggest startup ever, you know, via FastWorks, and which just another technique, as it's called. But the method was exposed to everyone in April 2013's uh, Harvard Business Review. And, and now that's not an April ju- false joke, you know. Any organization can and should embrace lean, agile, DevOps, and the like. You should not be a startup in order to be able to apply these kind of things. Yeah, but you're quite right. Quite right. Well, his co-author Barry O'Reilly he explains why it's so hard to embrace a culture of continuous experimentation and learning to transform your business to an adaptable lean enterprise by quoting the Economist Intelligence Unit's answer: the main obstacles, uh, uh, Frank, to improve business responsible uh, responsiveness are slow decision making, conflicting departmental goals and priorities, risk averse cultures, and silo based information, and then. Then there is digital disruption. Well, Gartner predicts that most most organizations in 2017 will have implemented a two-speed strategy for working with digital technologies. It has everything to do, of course, with leveraging ongoing digital disruption. 
Think of APIs, apps and digital platforms. Think of big data, cloud and analytics. All of this you must do yourself as a company because it determines your competitive edge and the agility of your business. Well, I totally agree. This morning I had a meeting where, you know, we discussed that banks even are now selling APIs to other companies to do, be part of the banking business, you know. It's changing right, industry. Right. So, you know, over time we have become familiar with the digital technology angle and focus that is supposed to say it all. Business technology. And business technology is not so much about replacing IT. De definitely not. Instead, this undigitomy reflects the two-speed paradigm related to the disruptive potential of digital technology that organizations should fully and continuously leverage. It's really merger of business and technology into one. Yeah, and I would add to that that any kind of over-engineering should be abolished through agile, lean, and MVPs, minimal viable products. These notions are at the core of modern IT approaches and equally applied to business environments that must iterate from IT to BT, vice versa, in order to foster and harness competitive advantage. Yeah, I definitely agree. And, and, and I also look, you know, from a technology perspective, you know, even is a microservice not a minimum viable product? You know, should you not look at your IT from such a perspective? But in order to do that, you know, to speed digital business technology is all a matter of designing to disrupt or, or perhaps daring to dream and, and dare to envision. And sometimes I even say it's, 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 it's the limitation of our creativity which now determines what we can realize. So, so realizing business dreams requires abolishing former over-engineering practices and having business development and your operations organized and function as one, you know, physically as well as digitally. We used to call this alignment, but it is far too reactively and weakly put, and therefore new IDMs and semantics have emerged. On both the IT side and the BT side should development, the dev and operations, the ops, interact as well as a well-oiled machine. This is the rationale behind DevOps, Lean and Agile. And for, for me, it's indeed not about the, the alignment, it's the convergence. Well, in short, of course, this is the roadmap for today's inventive entrepreneurship and delivery. Knowledge and innovation. Both centers have been supplanted by co-creation labs. While applying innovation or continuous renewal has become the ongoing business beauty contest. Yeah, well, correct. You know, yeah, you put it so so well. And in addition, you know, there's the IoT innovation of technology taking place, the marriage of information technology, operational technology, and the Internet of Things. We've begun calling this the IoT Tech Triad, and it sure needs dedicated attention from C-level executives and lean enterprise architects. Quite correct, Frank. What we're seeing already is that. CIOs and CTOs alike are even more acting as the company chiefs who step up to the tasks that come with this threefold innovation of technology, IT, OT, plus IoT. How they go about doing this will be discussed in the next episode of our Cup Gemini podcast series, and I thank you for listening. Well, yeah, I, I, I can't agree more, and indeed, I, I'm looking forward to these next episodes of the of the podcast series. I know that definitely you will be on and, and, and come with some very great perspectives. And let me, uh, on behalf of the both of us, also wish everybody a tremendous 2016. I think, indeed, the whole uh, 
applying of innovation will be one of the main topics of 2016. And I hope this podcast, uh, Jaap, which uh, you inspired, will give a lot of people a lot of inspiration to do stuff that they never imagined doing that before. So thank you so much. And uh, looking forward to speak to you soon on another podcast. Mm-hmm.